All right, welcome everybody to the official first uh, podcast of the DC Sports Plus. Uh, we're going to be talking about starting, jumping right into it. Uh, number one order of business, the sale, potential sale of the Washington Commanders, and hopefully Dan Snyder getting his tail out of town. Uh, what do you think about that, D? Amen, amen. Like I said, uh, been itching at getting at this. I'm very excited. This is our first podcast together, first episode with my cousin. Very excited to get into this topic, and uh, yeah, can't wait to see how this goes. And uh, you know, I tell you, this is a very uh, back and forth subject. A lot of DMV fans have been uh, itching at the uh, idea of getting Dan Slater out of here. And uh, I tell you, um, there have been a lot of reports coming out uh, saying that the team is going to get sold, and then it's not going to get sold. And there's a lot of back and forth. And I know you and me talked about it. We talked about how we're tired of it. Yeah, we just want something to happen. Yep, one way or the other. Um, and you know, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's really unnerving uh, about Dan Snyder and some stuff that has come out and we, you know, we read the reports. Am I right? We read yeah. the reports. Yeah, most definitely. Just, just, just like, just like, the, uh, just like the other fans do. Yeah. We see what's coming out. Uh, we know the history, uh, since he's been there, we follow the team very closely. Yep. And, um, I'm just really hoping for, for some satisfaction here and some closure. Yeah. Um, I know you got a couple little points you wanted to put out there. I'll let you go and hit them up. Yeah, yeah. The thing that gets me is uh, start off with just the the info out there, the the back and forth of the reports. You got one report that comes out that says that Bezos isn't allowed to to bid. Then you got another report that says no, he hasn't been banned from bidding. He just is doing his due diligence. Then you get another report that says the exact opposite again. It's just a, a back and forth of of differing. Uh, opinions about what's going on and nobody honestly nobody really knows except the people closest to it uh they are saying that people know uh some people are reporting they know people inside bank of america that say yeah he's he's kind of blackballed he's not able to uh give a get a bid in there um the only one that will be able to stop that is the nfl yeah yeah Yeah. i I agree with you on that i think it, it what it comes down to is that i think enough information has come out over the last couple of months uh, that would really, um, where in fact the league and other owners would frown upon him continuing to own the organization. Um, We as fans, uh, the grand majority of us, we want him out. Um, Definitely. Definitely want him out. Yeah, you called it, brother. And I tell you, it comes down to also the fact of a stadium. Yeah. That's another point on this. Because... You know, uh, the prior, the, you know, the, the owners of the organization, uh, these organizations, they want to make money. They pool their money together. Mm-hmm. And if they know that D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, they're not going to provide funding for a new stadium for Dan Snyder, then that is another reason. That is another effort to get him out. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things working. But, you know, I listen to a lot of people. I listen to the junkies, and I listen to EB on the radio, man, and he talks about he'll believe it when he sees it. And I'm taking that sense. I'll believe <laughs> it when I see it, brother. I know we get excited about it. Yeah. We want it to happen, all this back and forth. But we just ha- I'll just believe it when I see it, man. I agree completely. I understand where you're coming from. You get that that little light at the end of the tunnel, and then Dan Snyder seems to try to squeeze that light tighter and tighter to make it smaller and smaller, uh, just to just to mess with us, basically, uh, which led into your one of your points that you were just talking about leads into one of my next bullets is the horrible, terrible, disgusting, putrid <laughs> scenario. If, I like if his Snyder, actors, man. I like if, his actors, if Snyder doesn't sell, yes. Okay, so that was one of the bullets we had down here. Just 
where in the hell is the stadium going to go? You just hit on it. Nobody wants to foot the bill for Dan Snyder. He is he is a a deplorable human being by all standard and accounts from most people. Um, so who is going to foot the bill? Taxpayers, because that's what ultimately he wants. Is he wants as much money given to him as possible, and everybody is done with his act. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's there's no chance that any legislative branch for either D.C., uh, Virginia, or Maryland is going to foot the bill. What do you think? Hey, I tell you, and you know what? Let's put everything else aside. Let's pretend like all the stuff that has come out the last six months is either greatly exaggerated or flat out not true. Even if you take all that aside, the simple fact that D.C., Maryland, and Virginia do not want to fund or do not want to give this man money for a new stadium, that alone should get him out. Yeah. Because the stadium is falling apart. The yeah. stadium is falling apart. It was voted on, I think it was a year, year and a half ago, as the 32nd ranked stadium in football. How many teams are in the league? Last I checked, there was 32. Okay, 30, ranked 32 is not very good, is it? No, I think it's dead last. Dead last. Dead, dead last. last. We, like, uh, like I said, you know, we've talked about this before, you and me. Um, it's been brought up before. In 2009... The Washington Redskins at the time, now Commanders, were number one in attendance. And this is when they were still not good. Now in 2022, 2023, they are dead last in attendance. I mean, I don't even, as, as a lifelong fan, I, that, that hurts my heart to think that they are last in attendance. Well, yeah, because our family's had season tickets since 1932. Since 1932. 1932, our family held season tickets when they when they switched over to FedEx Field, went to went to the first game at FedEx Field. Um, you know, we got bumped up a little bit because we didn't realize the stadium was that much bigger than RFK. Yes, yes. Uh, but we but we still had our seats at the stadium and ever since then it's just been a systematic dismantling of the fan base by Dan Snyder. And his theatrics and suing fans. Oh, uh, I mean, who, sue, who sues their own fans? I mean, you what know? owner sues their own fans? Dan Snyder. Dan, Dan, Snyder, Snyder, does. Dan Snyder does. Dan Snyder does. So, so yeah. And, so and I mean, just, everybody's done with it. Everybody's done with it. And, and you know, and I and I got to piggyback off this again because not to pound on the man, but the bottom line is this: this is the topic we're talking about. So we're just going to throw it out there. Bottom line is this: this man, this man has taken a once proud organization. It starts from the top. And to come to find out that a lot of the moves that we have made over the last 10 to 12 to 15 years, as far as bringing in quarterbacks, signing quarterbacks, drafting quarterbacks, he was at the front of that. And all those situations fell apart. And then you think about the the genius minds that have left this organization and have gone on to flourish other places. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I almost wish that these reports didn't come out about Dan Snyder possibly selling the team because now you get your hopes up and now it feels like it's just we're just inching there but you know we just hope that we can turn a corner get new ownership and, and really just try to put a silver lining on this and wrap this up with a nice neat bow. Yeah, exactly. And let's go back to what you just said. You said something very important that all of the big major moves that have been made by the Washington Redskins slash football team slash commanders organization can be traced back to Dan Snyder meddling. And, and these aren't just thoughts. These are uh, interviews have proven that Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen wanted Donovan McNabb. 
for my that turn out? Uh, pretty bad. Pre- pretty bad. Thank you, sir. And then we gave him an extension, I believe. And on the night of the extension, I believe we got toasted by Mike Vick and the Eagles. I believe his cleats are in Canton, Ohio. Canton, Ohio. Yeah, Canton, I think Ohio. that. So I heard they about that. Them to Canton, yeah, they, because yeah. they did such a hell of a job against yes, us. Yes, yes. And yes, that was yes. the guy that the Eagles didn't want, right? Yep, didn't want. But Dan Snyder wanted him. Dan so Snyder they bought him in. They told Shanahan that they made the trade. I believe it was Easter, right? Yes. Happy yes. Easter. Yeah, happy Easter. Yeah. Here's Donovan McNabb. Yep. So you got that. You got the Albert Hainsworth thing, who Mike Shanahan did not want. Nope, did not want. But Dan Snyder wanted to make him the first $100 million player. Yep. So how'd that work out? Uh, not too good. Not too good. Not, not too, too good. good. Yeah, too no. Good. And, and you know, he, he – oh, I can't even go into any of that. So then you go to the Robert Griffin III thing. Yes. Well documented. Well documented. Well you know, documented. nothing against Robert Griffin III. That one year was a fantastic year. Uh, 2012 mm-hmm. took us to the division title – very exciting. Thought we had, thought we were on the upward trajectory. Yes. Uh, but things happen. I'm not going to put blame anywhere yeah. other than the fact that Mike and Kyle Shanahan did not want him. Nope. They said they can't win with him. They made a gimmick offense and made him rookie of the year uh, and then won the division. And then Robert Griffin III said he was a passing quarterback first, a pocket quarterback, and we all see how that ended. We all see how that ended. Okay, so there's another one. I mean, you go through the list of these, and it's just crazy. Then you get to, God rest his soul, Dwayne Haskins. Yes. Dwayne Haskins went to school with who? Dan Snyder's son, I believe. Dan Snyder's son. Yeah. So he went to school with Dan Snyder's son, and then you say, we're going to draft Dwayne Haskins. And... Who in the who on the football coaching aspect of it in front office? Who wanted him? No, no, nobody. No, nobody even came up on ESPN them saying that Dan Snyder has taken over over the draft. Taken over the draft. I mean, there were there were front office executives and coaches that were walking out of the room with upset stomachs because of this, and that is not just. Me saying that to just be saying it. That is a fact. That are interviews that people have, yeah. have given yes. that have talked about what happened inside the war rooms yes. when these things went down. So that that is the kind of things that Dan Snyder has had his hands in that had us on this trajectory to to be terrible. To be terrible. And yes. and, and and you said it earlier that it all starts at the top. If you're not gonna go ahead and get rid of the top part of it. You can't advance. You can't be better because he is always, always going to have his fingers on top of everything. Whether whether the public knows about it or not. Exactly right. Yep. Okay. Next thing, real quick. Uh, he has a four hundred and fifty million dollar loan that he had to take out. That's almost laughable. <laughs> to to buy out his minority owners. Yes. Um, so they have that. The NFL bent their rules. Yep. They bent them. Because that's not supposed to be allowed. Nope. They bent the rules to allow him to take out that money as a loan to be able to buy out his minority owners. And on the backside of that, real fast, since this is going on to it, the minority owners, because of that buyout, they the whole reason that came about is what they're being investigated for now. Right. The FBI and IRS are investigating Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders for a $55 million loan that the three minority owners knew nothing about. When I hear FBI investigation and then an owner of a, of a sporting team, that doesn't really go too good, does it? No, does not it at all. Does it go too good when you hear FBI, IRS investigating? No, usually it doesn't go no, too well. No, it doesn't go too good. No, 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 no. no. And I if nothing said. else, you know, we've listened to all the different radio um, 
radio shows and everything. And they say maybe there wasn't nothing you can nail him down legally for maybe because not. they took this to arbitration with uh, Goodell. The three minority owners did. Goodell kind of squashed it, hit it, put it away, swept it under the rug, told them, hey, just take the buyout and, and get out of town. I don't know what they promised him other than that petty $800 million that they got for 40% when the team is getting ready to sell for northwards of $5 billion. Yes. Um, so that's kind of, they got screwed over big time on that one. Uh, but that's just another thing that you have to worry about with Dan Snyder is that he's always going to do something that's shady. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yes. And we hear these reports, we read these reports. If you hear enough of something, there has to be some truth to it. Most definitely. You don't just have smoke because there's smoke. Right. Something is out there. Improprieties are going on. Dan Snyder has done shady things. It is well documented. Yep. This needs to come to an end. Many of us, our fellow fans, feel the same way. Yeah. And we just want it to come to an end. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one more bullet on that. You got, obviously, the sexual harassment and toxic workplace environment. The report uh, supposed to be coming out from um, Mary Jo White to the NFL. And the NFL promises, they promise. They, they promise. They okay. promise okay. that okay. you're going to get the report. That we're going to be able to see the report and everything that she found out. Don't now, hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. Don't but and your I breath. think they will, but it doesn't mean yeah. that some of the stuff might not be redacted. Yes, I <laughs> so, I so I wouldn't. I, I'm not sure if if it's a, a you know 100 pages. I'm not sure you'll get to see every page of the 100 pages. Fair um, enough. But you know when you look at that, it, it's the NFL again. They do shady stuff as well, mm -hmm. and that's why Dan Snyder is tolerated because the NFL is just as shady mm -hmm. as Dan Snyder is. Right. He he's a shade amongst the shades. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yes. So they they protect their own until yes. they can't protect their own anymore. Right. So whenever that report comes out, you know the theories are that there's obviously wide ranging theories. One theory is is that oh it's a bombshell. It's going to come out and it's gonna it's gonna just squash him. Uh, another theory is is that there's nothing in it, nothing yeah. more than what's already been put out there, yeah. uh, and that it won't do anything. And and Snyder will will be able to escape this and and be able to keep the team. That was the theory until the FBI and IRS thing came out about the $55 million loan. And that's what is so frustrating. Again, not knowing definitively. It's one way or the other. This is why we as fellow Commander fans, everyone here in the DMV, the Dire fans, we're so frustrated because we just want something definitive. We want something clear cut. And we want to start fresh. And this is one of the things that is so frustrating. And I certainly hope it's coming to an end soon. Yeah. We can only hope. Yeah, definitely. And and I believe you had said earlier, too, about the fact that, uh, you know, about the news cycle coming out. And, and we talked about it before that when Snyder announced that he was looking into a possible sale of the team, all before that, there was all kinds of negative articles. Mm -hmm. Since November, think back, everybody, yeah. you're listening. Think yeah. back from November when they announced that. Had you heard anything negative about the Washington Commanders? As far as Dan Snyder goes. Didn't hear a peep. Not, not a peep. peep. Then you start to hear rumblings. Dan Snyder wants six billion. He's not gonna sell if he doesn't get six billion. He's sitting there threatening the owners that if they if they don't oh, indemnify God. him, 
<laughs> against possible lawsuits. The gall of this man. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. You can't I even mean, make this stuff up. I mean, and you would think, but it sounds like it is made up. It, it does sound crazy. like it's made up. Unbelievable. So, so you have this. He wants to be indemnified uh, if he is sued later on. So he wants the NFL to foot the bill for it. Um, so you're sitting there, you look at it, and this guy is doing everything he can to, to put himself back out there in a bad light. And then all of a sudden, the news cycle starts up again. Starts up again. Now there's the $55 million loan. Now there's this, that, and the other. Everything is starting to come out again. Again, we're back in the news cycle every other day yes. with something new. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. The, the NFLPA survey. Yeah. Oh. NFLPA survey oh. dropped today. And, to say, and, and, and uh, let's see, there are 32 teams in the league. 32. All right. The Washington Commanders, what was their ranking? 32. That's not too good, is it? I believe the, the words I have down here are dead last uh-huh. and worst. Those aren't very positive words when describing an organization. Right. And, mm-hmm. and just, to, just to clarify, in case you don't know what in the world we're talking about, yes. the NFLPA did a survey. They surveyed over 1,300 people. Uh, NFL players from the teams they were on last year, and they went through things as nutrition, training facilities, um, uh, strength and conditioning. Now, the strength and conditioning was the one thing thing we were tied for first. I was very happy to see that. Strength and conditioning, woo. Shout out to them. Kudos to them. That's number one. Everything else was last or tied for last. Yeah. Everything. Last time I checked, the facilities – where the players need to train and be prepared on Sundays. Kind of important that's doing pretty good. It's up to date. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you yeah, you got to you got to put money into your facilities. Yes. Uh, and that's how you know whether or not somebody's invested, in, in, in my mind. Yes. Uh, I said this to you earlier. God wish if I was a billionaire and was able to have a team, they would have – the best facilities, the best nutritionists, yep. the best coaches, yes. the best front office. Everything would be the best that I could do for the money. There's no salary cap on that stuff. No salary cap no salary on that. Cap. And I wouldn't worry about charging the team $4.5 million to put a logo on my private jet. You know, that wouldn't be in my thing, which Dan Snyder also did. Oh, yes. It's in yes, the report. Yes, <laughs> So Again, we can't make this stuff up. Yeah, we can't, we can't make we can't this make stuff the, up. The, the, this can't. man has just been the bane. If you've been around D.C. sports enough to know, this man has been the bane of our existence yes. since he took over. Now, now, granted, when he took over, and all these signings, they went out and signed people left and right. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And and we were like, oh, wow. I we're going to go lucky. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're, we're going to win now because he's going to sign all these people. Just so happened they signed people that were old. Yeah. That, that, that were over the hill. So they were able to get the Bruce Smiths and the Mark Carriers. I think we're still paying Deion Sanders. <laughs> we, 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 may, we, may be, we may be still paying Deion Sanders. He, he, might, he might be taking a head coach job at Colorado pro bono. <laughs> he, he, won't have to make a, he won't have to make a penny. <laughs> Dan Snyder's still footing the bill. Still footing the bill. <laughs> so, yep. so, yeah, with that, you know, everybody knows about Dan Snyder. This isn't a rain on Dan Snyder no. thing. This is simply about the possible sale of the franchise and the need yeah. – that we all have, if we're invested as fans, to get him out of there, new ownership, and get new ownership. Yes, you can say that that you know you don't know about this guy with the Houston Rockets owner. Yeah, it, it has supposedly bid about five, five and a half, five and a half billion. billion. Yeah, and people are talking on you know all over online. But oh, you you think Dan Snyder is bad? Wait till you get a load of this guy. Yeah, dude, any guy. Do your research. Do your research. <laughs> Do your research. There is yeah. nobody, nobody. And I will take anybody to task on this. Yeah. Nobody worse than Dan Snyder as an owner of 
a franchise. Read the articles. Listen to the proven moves that he has made. The way he has treated people. It is well documented. This is not hearsay. This is not he said, she said. This is well-respected reporters and papers coming out with stuff. Accounts of things that have happened. Negative things. It's in there. Just look at it. It's there. <laughs> exactly. It's there. Any information is there to be found. Yes. And, and so you're not going to see that it's just opinion. You're going right. to see actual reports. Factual. People, factual reports, interviews with people uh, that actually were either there or were given off-the-record information, something like that. Everybody knows something. So yeah. last thing we're going to hit on this sale. i got one more thing, and this is my question to you. Is the NFL holding the Mary Jo White report to not hinder the sale price. Wow, I tell you, that is such an interesting... Because that's my thing. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think. That is an interesting... Cons- I mean, conspiracy theorists could say, one way or the other, that that is the fact. They I mean, want to have that ace in the hole. It's been a year. Yeah. It's been a year. It's been a year. I mean, how long does it take to do the investigation? Yes. You know? Yes. So, so my thing is, you've had one year... And this investigation supposedly isn't finished. The one that we're supposed to be able to get our hands on. Every, everybody's supposed to be able to see it. And it's not out there when it's been reported that the sale of the team is supposed to be between the end of the Super Bowl and the league meetings, which yep. I believe is the 24th or 25th yep, of 20, March. Yeah, it's like the third week in March. I third remember. week in March. So yeah. after the league year starts, they have the owners meeting and they yeah. want the sale you know, done by that time. So my conspiracy theory is, is the NFL is holding that report as a last ditch effort in in case Dan Snyder tries to back out, but they don't want to hinder the price of the team to make it seem like it's that desperate Mm -hmm. because that might cost them millions of dollars. It's an interesting theory, and considering what we know about the NFL, not that (laughs) far-fetched. I would have to say not that far-fetched. I think that... uh, there is strategy involved here. I think that there are executives amongst the NFL that may be fearful that Dan Snyder will not go quietly into the night. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, this could be um, the smoking gun. Yeah. This could be the smoking gun. Yep. Yeah, it could be. Okay, so, so we hit a lot of stuff on that uh, with the sale. That, that's that been about 22 minutes, so that's that's pretty good for, for everything that we hit on there. I'm and, stoked. I love it. Yeah, and we could, and we could, hell, we could talk about a lot oh, more could, with the oh, sale and all the things. But we're going to cut it off right here. Now we're going to jump over, and we're going to talk about our boy, Eric Bieniemy. I love it. Okay, love it. so Eric Bieniemy was hired, would you say, about two weeks ago, right after about, the about Super Bowl. About two weeks ago, right after the Super Bowl. Uh, comes in as the offensive coordinator, uh, obviously... Uh, everybody knows the story. He, he, he was the offense coordinator for a prolific offense um, who, by the way, got better without Tariq Hill. How the hell is that possible? How is that possible? How do you do that? That should be noted, and that is something that needs to be talked about more. The best playmaker in the league, arguably, maybe not arguably, maybe everyone's going to consensus best playmaker in the league. I think most people would agree with that. Yeah, I would say. Is no longer on your roster, and you still win the Super Bowl. And get better. And I mean, offensively, yeah. the, the statistics were better. Yes. So, and yes, I know. Well, they have Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Yes, you have Patrick Mahomes. But you also need an offense conducive to being able to make the plays. Yes. You got to draw them up. Yes, Andy Reid called the plays. 
But by all accounts, everything that we've been hearing is through the day-to-day operation, he had a lot of input in what was going on with that offense. I agree. I agree. And I think, and we've talked about this before, and there's going to be some back and forth, and there's going to be naysayers out there that say that, you know, he didn't call the plays and that he was just a product of, of having great talent. My opinion on this is very strong, and I really feel that even with that talent, you need somebody to run that ship. And whether the enemy was calling the plays or not, I really think it doesn't matter because I think he is the catalyst. I think he was the uh, front runner and, and of creating an offense that was very advantageous to the players they had to maximize their ability to make the plays. I think he's an innovator. I think he's a forward thinker when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. And the bottom line is that whether you want to be old school and you want to say it's good to win 17-15 in the league no more, it does not happen. And the NFL is an offensive-driven league. You win by scoring points. And we brought in a guy that has an offensive mind and has just come back from a Super Bowl victory with the most potent offense in football. And I don't care about the personnel. Well, I do care about the personnel. But <laughs> the guy running the show has to have something to do with it. So the bottom line is this. We have an offensive mind as good as anybody's out there that is going to be on our team, on our roster, in our building, and he is going to maximize. Now, we have a quarterback that's not proven yet, but I can tell you one thing right now. His chances of success went up exponentially bringing in Eric, Mr. Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to... I'm going to agree and I'm going to disagree. Okay. 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 All right. I'm well, that's gonna, why we do this, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why we do this. Okay. Um, I, I, don't, I don't put wholeheartedly in that Eric Bieniemy is a genius. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know that. And I don't think anybody does. You know, uh, I'm sure that he has his pluses. He'll have his minuses. One big plus for me is he's not Scott Turner. Right. That, that is the big thing for me. Yes. Because Scott Turner wore on my nerves like somebody putting nails down a chalkboard. Yes. <laughs> you yes. Know? So yes. he, he couldn't have, could have said it better myself. Yeah, he, he had to go. Yeah. Um, and even the players at the end of it were kind of snippy about it. So yeah. at the end of you know, the end of interviews and things like that, you knew it was time that he had to go. Uh-huh. So we all know we're not we're like I said, we're gonna give it to you real on here. Yeah. We're not, you know, dummies. Yeah. The offensive line was putrid. Okay. The offensive line was a joke. Uh, everybody says, oh, but you could run the ball. You could run the ball. Yeah, we could run the ball, and we kept two or three tight ends in the block. You shouldn't have to do that if you have good offensive linemen. Thank you. Which we did not have, obviously. No. Um, so we're not going to get into the whole thing about that simply because we all know what the deal is. The offensive line was terrible. We had backup quarterback play and in sometime replacement football quarterback play when Carson Wentz was in there. Yes. And then you have, you know, Scott Turner. So that is what it is. I have nothing else to say about Scott Turner other than thankfully he's gone. Yes. So Eric Bieniemy comes in. He brings his style of offense. First time he gets to write the book for himself. Full autonomy. Full autonomy. Like according, according to Will Rivera says, full yeah. autonomy. He yeah. gets to hire coaches that he wants, which he already uh, got um, the Stanford offense coordinator, yes. uh, Pritchard, Savita yeah. Pritchard. Yep. Uh, he's going to be the quarterback coach. They elevated um, Zampezi to like an offensive 
coordinator passing game whatever his guru his his yeah. silly title is they just yeah. gave they just kept him in a job yeah uh, so so you so he's bringing in a couple of his people to be able to implement what he wants done and how he wants to teach it um like you talked about Sam Howe Sam Howe a lot of different people have opinions on that yes we're not dumb again we know it's only one game yeah. okay we know that he has a long way to go. Hell, he knows he has a long he way to go. He has a long he, way. He's he said that, but if it was one year earlier that he came out, he would have been a, probably a top ten pick. Okay, yes. and that's what everybody is saying. He lost his top three receivers, and he lost his top two running backs yep. at North Carolina. Yes, and did. that's not even getting into the offensive line because yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who the hell he lost on the offensive line. He might have lost half of them too. Yep. Very well but done. he lost that. And then he turned into, instead of a deep passing game, he turned into a running quarterback. Running quarterback. Where he had to run, what was it, 700 and some yards? I think 700 and some yards rushing. Yeah. I think he had nine or ten rushing touchdowns yeah. right in that So vicinity. he changed up how he yeah. did things. Yep. And he was able to do that. Now, I did hear that his interviews weren't the greatest. Heard that. So yep. that as far as football knowledge, which mm-hmm. kind of is a kickback on Mac Brown and the, and the Carolina coaching yeah. staff. Yep. That's all fine and good, but if... If you're going to look at him for the talent-wise, everybody said from the get he had the best deep ball yep. in the, the best draft. deep ball in the draft. And you could see that on that Terry McLaurin pass down the sideline. Beautiful. And even McLaurin said, you couldn't have handed me no better than what he sent to me. It was textbook. I mean, beautiful. Before the safety could get over, right down the sideline, over the shoulder, it was magic. Yep. Now, again, we're not dummies. He was a fifth-round pick. A lot of people passed on him. Yep. Is he going to work out? Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. You know, so Stranger yeah, you look at happened. it, you say there's plenty of first-round quarterbacks out there. We've tried the first-round quarterback route. Didn't really work out for Didn't us. Didn't work out too good for us. You know, hell, our best quarterback in the past, what, 30, 23 years has been a fourth-round pick? Fourth-round draft pick. Right? Am yeah. I, am, I mean, am yeah. I missing something? No, you're not missing anything. I mean, Kirk Cousins, fourth-round pick. Most like, Yeah, probably our, our most steady, accomplished quarterback we've had in 20 plus years was a fourth round pick exactly so yep. so what's to say that this guy with the right coaching with the right system with a decent please god yes. offensive line wouldn't be any better and i tell you and i'll take it even a step further when it comes to eric b enemy where you know and like i said i'm not this is this 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 topic is about eric Bien-Ami, eric Bien-Ami, so we're not going to talk on scott turner that much but i'll just say my piece with scott turner and again we're we're fans that follow the game we we watch the games we actually go back and rewatch the games to see how plays unfolded and broke down and this, that, and the other. And it just felt like from, from outside looking in, a lot of times it felt like with Scott Turner, the, uh, the plays were just so easy to, like, teams knew what was coming. Yeah. And like I said, this isn't a bashing on Scott Turner topic. I just want to throw that out there. You or, know? or you got people in the same position. Yeah, same you got spot. two receivers in yeah. the same spot. Yeah, I mean that's so not it, supposed to happen. You don't. Have, you could just be a. You don't have to be a professional to know that. Yeah, that's that's that is coaching, bar none. Bar none. That coaching. that is coaching because either you didn't get them to understand the concept that they were supposed to run. Yeah. Or you just have a a, a crappy. Yeah. You just have a crappy play design. Right. You know, what is it? Yeah, that's, and, and that's the thing. And with Eric Bieniemy, you bring in a guy, and, and, and you know, with, with, he, needs to prove, he needs to prove himself as a play caller. But, again, coming from that system, from the concepts, from the philosophies that they run in Kansas City, it is more up-to-date with the way the NFL is now. Right. And that's what it's about. It's about being able to implement an offensive system that is up-to-date now. 
Yes. In other words, having something that will work and be effective and be able to attack defenses yeah. so that our offense can be better than what it has been, which has not been very good. The defense has to be scared of something. Yes. And with, with our offense for a long time, but especially since uh, Ron Rivera has been there, nobody is afraid of our offense. Hopefully, Eric Bieniemy will bring that to us uh, and because that's what we need. Like you said, we need to get up to date. We need to get into the 21st century, you know, yes. and, and bring everything up along with it. And last thing I'm going to say on Bienemy is it's his job. He will succeed or fail. I don't know which it's going to be. No. Um, but that's why he's given the opportunity. People can be mad that he's not a head coach. He can be mad that he's not yeah. a head coach. That is what it is. It's water under the bridge. But I tell you one thing, if he does good here, he'll be a head coach. That's a guarantee. Whether it be with us or with somebody else, oh, yeah. he does he turns this offense around with mm-hmm. Sam Howe at quarterback, he will be a head coach. He can write his own ticket. He can write his own ticket, I guarantee it. Yep. All right. Last topic we're gonna hit today. We're running at about almost thirty three minutes. Here we go. All right. Deron Payne. Oh, don't get me started. Deron, topic, brother. Deron Payne <laughs> has been tagged and and has been tagged. Is the only one as of today. Oh, they leaned into that one, boy. That has been tagged, which I'm I'm happy for. Oh, very I'm happy, happy for. Oh, we, I mean, oh, yeah. get it over with. Get let, it done let's, with. Let's do you it. know you know it's coming. Just let's do it. Nip it in the bud. Just do it. So, okay, I know you got some thoughts on it. So I, I'm gonna let you roll first. Oh, you gonna let me roll? I'm gonna first. let you roll first. I, I I'm like gonna let you style, go. I like the style. Go ahead, get my it. My man, my man. Let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This Deron Payne thing, oh, I'm I'm so opinionated on this. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. First off, let's just let's just get out of it right now. Deron Payne, very good player. Love Deron Payne. A year ago, if we could have got him signed to a long-term deal, beautiful. Bottom line is, we didn't. He blew up. It was like he won the lottery because on a contract year, he had his best year. And now the market dictates that he has to make a certain amount of money. And for all accounts, we probably can't meet those demands. Bottom line. So we've just tagged him. So... What options do the commanders have? Well, he could play on that tag. And more and more reports are coming out that players do not want to play on a tag, especially if you're not a quarterback and you're not getting 30 plus million dollars because you're playing on the tag. So what can you do? Well, there's something called a tag and trade. Really? And I've, you know what? And I tell you what, I've got some stats. I've, I've got some information. Before you give your input, I've got some information just so that fellow Washington commander fans can see that we, this can be done. So let me just hit you up with this real quick. Let me hear it. And Dockway, a pass rusher from the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2018, was tagged and then traded to the Minnesota Vikings for a second and a fifth edge rusher. Okay. Second and a fifth. All right. Not bad. Jadavion Clowney. Wow, Jadavion Clowney the year after. Another tag and trade. These things actually do happen. <laughs> Organizations do do this. Yes. Are you listening, commanders? <laughs> okay, the Texans. Okay, two players and a third round pick for Jadavion Clowney. From Seattle. From Seattle. Right. From Seattle. Thank right. you. And then, let Frank Clark, a beast of a defensive lineman. Beast. Had a, beast. Had a heck of a... Uh, um, Playoffs, had a heck of oh, a yeah. Super Bowl. A it was all over the place. A disruptor. Yes, most definitely. In 2019, Seattle traded him to the Chiefs for a first, a second, and a third. And they got a third back. So basically, they swapped thirds. Right. And they got a one and a two. And one and a two for him. For Frank Clark. Which and, seems like very little right now. Seems like very little right now. But you look at what he's done since he's been there. Yeah, yeah. Not too shabby. Not too bad. Not too bad. 
And last but not least, in 2019, D Ford for the Chiefs had a Pro Bowl year coming off the edge, tagged, and then immediately traded to the 49ers for a second round pick. The reason I spit these numbers out to you is because we are in need of draft picks. We need to bring in high draft picks so that we can pick young players that could potentially help our team and get our roster better. And here we are with an asset, Deron Payne, who by all accounts is a disruptive force. He ranked in the top five in tackles for losses this year. He ranked in the top five in most sacks by an interior lineman this year. He is available. To my account, he has only missed one game in his five-year NFL career. We have not been able to work out a long-term deal. In my opinion, and I'm sure a lot of Washington Commander fans will agree with me, you need to trade him. Get the asset. Bring in that second-round pick. Use that second-round pick for an offensive lineman or a corner. Bring in an asset. Don't let this asset sit on your team for a year as a lame duck player. That is bad organizational ability. That is almost a dereliction of duty, dare I say. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Bring right. it home, brother. Okay, well, here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm in complete agreement. Okay. Uh, we were uh, banging the drum last year from last year's combine to say, get Deron Payne signed or get him out of there. Trade him for something before last draft. Of course, Ron Rivera and and the Herney, my, my what Herney Martins, Martin Herney, Marty Herney, whatever, yeah, Martin Hernies. Mayhew, whoever they are, yep. they they don't have that thought process. And I, I wouldn't say the you know Martin Herney and uh, Marty Mayhew. I don't think it's necessarily them. I think it's Ron Rivera. And I and my thought process behind this is this: most people, if you have both titles, head coach and final say. They can differentiate the two, okay? So the best ones do that. Belichick and uh, Andy Reid, two that pop off the mind first. They differentiate from the coach part and the general manager, let's say. They're the exception. They are the exception, exactly. Exactly, and that's what I feel that Ron Rivera has a problem with. Ron Rivera is around those guys day in, day out, for months on end. He gets a connection with them more than a general manager might. So he's thinking as a head coach, man, look at this guy in the locker room. Man, I really need him on that defensive line. He's thinking like that. Hence the reason Brandon Sheriff was tagged twice and we didn't get anything for him. He walked. We'll get whatever they say our compensatory pick is, probably somewhere around 99 or so. should be at uh, low third, which is basically a a fourth. fourth. Basically a fourth, because if you did three rounds, it'd be 96. Right. So basically a fourth-round pick for – Brandon Sheriff, when most likely you could have got a second. So as you said, you have to maximize what you can do. If you're running an organization, you have to be able to see into the future and say, was this just kind of a fluke year? You know, because is it an outlier? He's had five years in the league. Has he had any year that was as dominant as this year? He has not. But he's had some good years. He's had good years. He's I'm had not, good years. He, has he had $20 million a year good years? Right. And, and that's the argument. That's, that's my point. Right. I love Deron Payne. Yes. And if we could have got him to a deal last year right up under what, what Jonathan Allen was making, sign him. Yes. Got no problem with it. Yep. But then you go out and you double down and you draft Federian Matt. Second round. Second round pick. That's a big asset. High, that's a high pick asset. Exactly. So what you're telling me is if you want to tag him and keep him, you're going to – 
take this second round pick who missed the majority of the year. I think he got hurt in the first quarter. First quarter, the first game. First quarter, first game. You're going to take him and relegate him to the third DT spot for the next for the rest of his contract, basically. Yeah. Yeah. For the rest of his contract. Yeah. He's got a four year deal. Yeah. If you sign Deron Payne, yeah. you already got Allen. That's going to be – he's going to be a wasted second-round pick. Wasted second-round pick. Doesn't make any sense to me. No. So, as much as we love Deron Payne, we talked about it, you tag and trade him, you get a second-round pick from, like, Atlanta. Or Chicago has, what, 53? 53. You know, Atlanta has what? 44. 44. Get a 44 for him, call it a day. Everybody's happy at the end of the day. He gets his contract. We get draft picks. And one of those teams gets a heck of a, a defensive tackle, and we don't have to pay him $20 million a year. And something rare happens – when we do a deal, when I say we, I'm talking about the Washington Commanders, everybody wins. We don't get duped. <laughs> yeah. which that's what seems to be the case whenever we do a deal. Exactly. It seems like we're always on the short end of it, and we, we just get outclassed on those type of things. So yeah. here's hoping that, you know, like I said, there's nothing against Deron Payne. No, I love this, is business. Yeah, this is and, business. And I learned man. a long time ago, because like I said, we grew up in it. You know, we're, well, I'm, I'm 51 years old. So I've seen I'm the heyday. You know, I've seen the heyday of Washington, what I consider the heyday in the 80s. You yep. know, I've watched the Super Bowls. I've watched it. the wins. We lived through it, you know. And then we've lived through this travesty of Daniel Snyder mm-hmm. as well. So I learned a long time ago that it doesn't matter what the name on the back of the jersey is. It matters what's on the front. Couldn't have said it better, better myself, brother. So that's how I'm looking at it. Like, it's all fun and games. I love that's why I don't buy no jerseys no more. I only buy the, the older players' jerseys. Yep. I don't buy no new players' jersey because here today, gone tomorrow. Here today, and that's the league we live in, and that's where Ron Rivera has to get hip to. That's what it's all about, moving forward, doing what's best for the organization, thinking two steps ahead. Exactly, and that's something that he so far has shown he's incapable of and needs to get on board with it or give it to somebody who will do it. Yes, I agree. I All agree. right, so we've hit a lot of things. We're wow, about- this is so exciting. My first podcast, <laughs> first, brother. Third podcast. I love it. Down. We're killing it. Uh, we're killing we got 40, four, about 41 minutes in. Last thing we're going to say, this is, again, our first podcast. Uh, if you like it, please you know, listen to more, subscribe. Uh, go ahead and tell your friends about it. It's easy to put on there, DC Sports Plus. And then uh, we would very much appreciate it. And, and any type of comments you want to leave, good, bad, indifferent, we got no problem with backing up what we say. Oh, yeah. Not whatsoever. whatsoever. This was real excited, man. And uh, hopefully we do this again. And we just keep doing it every week. And we're going to do it every week. And we're going to get another one out to y'all. And y'all keep listening for it. Thank y'all very much. Thanks. Beautiful.